Okay, everyone. Best day ever. Such a great interview today with Beth Moore. Yes, it's happening. Mama Moore is here. And I I said to the staff today, I don't know where else we go from here. Like, I think we've done it. I think we've reached the apex of podcast guests. Did you know that Beth Moore's first gig in ministry, (laughs) her first yes to the Lord to do ministry was to teach aerobics? Yes, yes. (laughs) She taught aerobics at her local church. She is going to talk about that today. And get ready, y'all. She was just such a delight. And she gets it. She knows what we're doing here. And she also sees how the Lord has taken it even further than what she was doing in those early formative years. So yes, we're going to get there. That's kind of the back half of our conversation. But we open up this conversation based on her book called All My Knotted Up Life. It is Beth Moore's memoir. If you love Beth Moore. You've done a Beth Moore study. If you don't even know who Beth Moore is, well, one, she's an incredible writer. And her memoir, you will pick up and you won't be able to put down. I even think if you don't know who Beth Moore is and you read this book, well, do you know pain? Do you know trauma? Do you know family dysfunction? Do you love God? And is he sovereign over all of it? That is what her memoir brings out. So you are going to enjoy this interview today. I I really do. I I don't know where we go from here, but if you, if you can think of a guest for this show that we should have, please, by all means, let us know. We do on the first half really get after her formative years. So she's going to talk about growing up in a home where there was God, but where there was great hypocrisy. And I know that that's a definite personal experience of my own. We also get to the Word of God about how her love for the Word of God occurred. And y'all, I really hope you listen in closely on that part of it because I want that for me. I want that for you because as she said, Jesus saved her soul, but the Word of God saved her mind. That is what we need. Body, soul, spirit, heart, mind, soul, strength. We need a love affair with God, the God of the Word, and the Word of God. So I hope you'll stay close. And you're going to feel an impartation of, I want this. If if, if whatever you did in Beth Moore, whatever you do do in some of the great teachers, God, do that in me. So have a good listen. Let us know what you think. And hey, speaking of pain, did you know the book, my latest book, new release coming out in June, June 13th, it releases, but you can pre-order now The Body Revelation. I'm telling you, listen to Beth Moore, listen to her story. As I'm reading her memoir, I'm thinking to myself, this is why I have written this book, The Body Revelation. This is also the the next place where she just started teaching some aerobics and having a good time worshiping the Lord, not knowing what she was doing in people. And she's going to talk about how there was something very unique about her community, those women that she would meet and move bodies with. Now we know what that is, you guys. That is a body revelation. God wants to give us revelation of what our bodies are for, what they can do, how we can heal, and how we can partner with God in physical and spiritual practices. That's what you do here. And if you want to hear a little bit more of my story of personal pain, turn to purpose. 
This book also includes that as well, along with other great stories and research. I have poured my blood, sweat, and tears into this book, so I hope you will go and pre-order this book today. Every pre-order we get literally sends a message to any book supplier around the world that this message matters and come the release date, please have enough of this in stock. So thank you for pushing forward with the mission. Thank you for pre-ordering a book. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And you get all those pre-order bonuses. So be sure to check that out too. When you go to thebodyrevelationbook.com, thebodyrevelationbook.com, go right there and you can pre-order the book and get all those pre-order goodies. Okay, guys, I'm not going to hold you back. This is a good one. Blessings upon blessings. Enjoy it. Peace. Revelation Wellness. I don't even know. I'm so like giddy. I feel like words are swirling around in my head because of who is with us today. Miss Beth Moore is here. And I think I probably will cry in and out. I, I don't fan. I'm not a fan girl. I don't fan anyone, but you have fanned the flame of oh. the love for the Lord, word and the Lord in very formative years of my life. So Beth Moore, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. I could not be happier to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I've looked so forward to this one. I have to show you something. Um, Our art director just made this today for us. This is us. No, okay, you are of course. (laughs) If you're listening, I'm talking about- You are of course going to send that to me. You know I'm going to. Yes, yes. It's a picture of you and I superimposed (laughs) on some very, very bright colored neon spandex. Beth Moore, like how often do you get to talk about that time of your life? Not often enough. And it's such a fun memory for me. I I say all the time that laugh if you want to, and there are parts of it that are so hilarious, but I will still say to the death, it was one of the most wonderful and I got to say fruitful areas of ministry that I have ever gotten to do. And I mean, by all means, one of the most fun. And I will also tell you this, but we'll see how this pans out in our conversation because this is such an important part of it to me. It also was used of God to develop me as a worshiper. Yes. And so there are so many people that might not put those two things together, but I will tell you that it is truly how I learned to worship the Lord with all that is within within me. yeah yes. yeah yes. and I feel that is what we do I okay we're, we're jumping ahead if y'all I mean you all know who Beth Moore is if you don't she has just recently wrote her memoir we have been waiting I think on pins and needles for this I didn't know if you ever would but after doing all oh my god how many studies have you written 16 uh brought right about 19 or 20 mm-hmm. yeah okay yes. so in the early yes. 2000s Beth Moore was just teaching us women. And I remember being in so many uh, circles invited to do your Bible studies. You were really one of my very first teachers because I had turned to Christ. I was a Christian growing up, but really didn't walk with him until I was married and needed Jesus like no one else. Yes. Yes. I (laughs) understand that. uh, I know you do. And I, you were one of my very first Bible studies and would we'd meet every Tuesday, Uh, shout out to all the gals who are still in this community that are still meeting. And we, you formed, you really formed my love for the word. And so you finally have written a memoir. Tell it's called everyone. And by the way, I have to say this, it's called Beth Moore, all 
my all my knotted up life. If you haven't yes. read it, I don't know where you've been because people who get your hands on this, you can't put it down. You can't put it down. Everyone I've talked to in this ministry, especially who's picked their put in their hands, like read it in a day. I am so, so blessed to hear that. I, I have prayed tremendously hard from early on when I thought mm, it looks like this is going to come to pass. You know, mm. for a while, when you first start writing something, you're not really sure. Am I doing this just for my own um, ability to process whatever this is? What and then you hit a point where you realize that at least in your, in my writing profession, I've never gone that far that it's, that it's turned back. Yeah. You start thinking, okay, this, this may actually happen. And then I began to pray so hard that something of my story would connect to every reader or every listener that something about it would bring some kind of riches, some kind of insight, some kind of blessing into somebody else's story and make them think of their own and the goodness and faithfulness of God. So I'm, I'm so pleased to hear that. Oh, it's so, there's so many parts of your story that resonated with my own story. And I'm sure with many women who are listening, let's, let's back up for a second. You got into ministry at what age was that, that call that you're like, I know that I'm supposed to do something with 18, 18. So I was between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. And I had taken a group of girls to a missions camp, a girls missions camp. That's right. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I was there sort of captive to the Lord because it was, of course, there was no such thing as taking a phone with you. There were no phones there except in the main office for for emergencies and that kind of thing. But just everything you would picture at a church camp, that's what this was, just a concrete building, no air conditioning, all the bunk beds, all the things that you are imagining. If you've ever been, you know it, you can smell the chlorine in the, in the bathroom. In the air, yeah. Yes, all of it. Oh yeah. So so that was where I was. And, you know, I, I said in the book, I don't, I can't quite put vocabulary to what happened, but what I can tell you is that whatever it was, this sense of being surrounded um, by the Lord and like my future that I knew mm. as an 18 year old and had no, I had no paradigm for it. I'd never even yeah. talked to someone that could have described this. Somehow I knew that my future was in his hands completely. And all of ours are, but I came to that very startling reality that, Hmm, I don't, I don't think that my plans are going to go like I, I don't think my life is going to go like I planned. Mm -hmm. And so there was that sense of something enormous has taken place in my life and it's changed everything. And, you know, I I've said to so many people, the fact that there has been no going back yeah. It, that's the only thing I can tell you that that's the yes. most convincing part of it is yes. that somehow it did stick. It stuck. And the interesting thing, as you said, well, my life's not going to go the way that I planned as we read in your book, not much about your life prior to that <laughs> no. when in any way that no. one would hope or plan. No. And, and let me just say that even since then, I mean, certain things have gone more than I could have hoped, mm-hmm. but still, I can't tell you that any, that very much of it at all has gone according to any kind of plan, <laughs> but this is the beauty of having surrendered mm-hmm. to a person instead of a position is mm-hmm. that through 
the years, I've just had to center on the fact that I have been called to follow Jesus. And so wherever yeah. that is in this next season, that's where I'm supposed to be. And that's why I've got to keep a listening ear because mm. it may not look anything like it looks today. Mm. Mm. You write about this town. I will never forget. I've never been here. I've never been to this town, but Arkadelphia. Yes. Arkadelphia. Yes, hey, I want to you know. Right. Yes, Miss Moore. I have, you are the triple threat author of my life. Never have I ever bought the book, bought the, the hard copy book, bought it in audio and bought it in Kindle. You <laughs> so have, are kidding me. I bought me. it three times over and I've listened to it. So hearing your voice in Arkadelphia, Arkadelphia, your life in Arkadelphia mm. was so uh, formative and there was some dysfunction as yes. most of us have in our, in our yes. families. That's a good you, word. That's a, that's a good word. Formative and dysfunctional. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So when you look at that time up till 18, what do you, how do you see that now in like, in retrospect of those 18 years? I mean, you, you write about Arkadelphia and your time there with, with great admiration and love, but yet there was yes. also a lot of pain, a lot of pain um, yes. that you lived through. Like how, what, when you think of that time from zero to 18, before you knew called to into ministry, like really had that sense that God has put his finger on that. What is that time and reflection for you now? You know, when you said that, and I, I don't know how often I've been asked that specific question. So it's a wonderful question. I try to think what, what one word would mm -hmm. I put on that as I glance back? And I, I think it would be tumultuous that mm. I, that wow. nothing, nothing felt stable mm. beneath my feet, nothing. And there were good things that happened, but yeah. even in that, I don't know how to explain when you're a child with a lot of anxiety, Yeah. even good things happening are somewhat tumultuous. And I know somebody yeah. can understand what I'm talking about. When you just have a lot of fears, then there's the, well, if God gave you an opportunity to, to do something that was a little out of the ordinary or, or for whatever reason up in front of people, then, then yeah. there was going to be not only the Thanksgiving for the opportunity, but there was going to be all the anxiety wow. with it, all the fears that we would. So I, I think that's what I would say is that they're just the, the most, the biggest common denominator in my natural life mm. would have just been the complete, wow. just the chaos of it. But at the same time, there was this very steadfast, faithful God who just yeah. stayed. I mean, just stayed. I, I have said to anyone who would hear me, in all that happened, he always turned out to be who he said he was, always. Mm always. And I've had so many disappointments and so many disappointments in myself, mm. but somehow he set himself apart early. Yeah. And I knew he was not like us, that he yeah. was not like me. He was not yeah. like some of the people in my life. He was singular in every way. 
It's so kind because I think um, similar upbringings, uh, reading in your book, how your parents went to church, you, you had like, that was a gift in a sense that you had the presence of God, that God was a part of your life, even though your parents didn't live out something evident of a transformed life. That is, that's definitely my story of my own life. And I, it actually turned my heart to be a little suspect of God for a while because, because I'm like, what is this? So, you know, it's just was form. We weren't do, I didn't see anything changing, but to, but to know through that, it didn't matter that God had his hand on you. He was going to do it. He had always, you know, in, in eternity past before he laid the foundations. Yes. more. Elisa yes. Keaton, like enter your name. He knows, and he will have his reward. You are the reward for the suffering. So when I read your story, I thought, oh man, how kind of God. And it's something in your heart that you could continue to turn towards him and not away from him. Yes. And, you know, one of the things that was extremely affecting in my spiritual heritage is that I didn't just see a parental figure that didn't seem to reflect that faith. I saw someone living out complete hypocrisy. Yes. So I'm talking about watching somebody Mm. that was abusive at home, Mm. prancing up and down the church aisles with with a lot of authority and a Mm. lot of accolades and a big name in the town, all of these things. And I'm telling you, you talk about trippy and I, even as a child, and of course, I wasn't telling anyone what mm-hmm. was happening. I'm very much a product of my time. Yeah. And also, I was so afraid that because my mother dealt with really serious depression, yeah. I was so afraid yeah. that anything that she couldn't handle, that if she found out anything yeah. That would be too much for her yeah. that she might not make it through. So there was all of that, but I was able to process in my mind. I was able to look at him and think what, what something's wrong here. Mm. Something's wrong. Mm. Something this, I knew that there was a distinction between, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but between the faithfulness and the holiness and the goodness of God and the Mm. hypocrisy that I saw in his name. Mm. Uh, And I I could only consider that to be just a gift of faith. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to call it, but I will tell our listeners this, that if you will keep walking the thing through, that if you'll walk today by faith and not by sight, I'm going to tell you something. You will be able to get down the road and glance back. This is what happened in the memoir, but it's also happened to me at different times of my life when I've really taken a good look back, even for a section of my life. I'm going to tell you, he is so faithful that when you look back over it, you suddenly can see the handprints of God Mm. on that season of your life. You, Mm. you can see 
yeah. how he has carried you yes. and that you have not been, I, I think this every single time we have an opportunity like this, no one listening or watching yeah. has been destroyed or you would not even be tuned in with us. Come on. It, it takes on. faith to even allow yourself to hear conversations wow. like we're having. Yeah. Your God, what what has he done that has you still with enough faith to want to hear these kinds of conversations? Oh, you good. know, you know, <laughs> he has been there for you. Yeah. And so my prayer is that our eyes would get wider and wider, that he'd enlighten the eyes of our hearts to his goodness to us, because not only have all of us got a story, but I'd like to say if you know Christ at all, you have a good one and it's not done yet. Mm. And so you want to keep living that out yeah. toward that uh, faith journey where we see him at that finish line. I know that we have listeners and I just want to, if you could expand upon it a little bit more, because they are sitting here with hurts from their past yes. because you know yes. they're they're connected the body mm -hmm. wise the trauma that they hold yes. they really yes. want to walk forward in faith right the fact that we want to make good healthy decisions the fact that we want to believe that i can live a better life but they do feel like there's something in their past that snags them mm -hmm. over and over like you could have gotten stuck with your father you could have really said this is hypocrisy and then you let it snag you yes. what other than what I'm hearing you say is it was a gift of faith. Mm -hmm. What was there anything that you can put your hand on that was practiced out in you or something that you fleshed out so that you did continue to choose? I'm going with God. Yeah, I believe, I believe so. But I definitely can answer this from the point of view of a teacher of many, many years and okay. being around a whole lot of people and doing a whole lot of ministry. Yeah. What I would want to say is to start from the place I can I can biblically um, uh, I can give you documentation in the scriptures all day long for this but you start from a place of your complete belovedness mm -hmm. in in the shape that you are in it yeah. has to start there what I was asked a couple of years ago Beth what is the knot in your rope and I, I knew instinctively what she meant, but I thought that's the best question I've ever heard. What she was trying to describe is if you're just slipping, sliding, slipping, sliding, mm. um, and you feel like you're, you're, you're about to just drop into the abyss, what is it that is the knot that you hold on to? And I knew, I answered her right then, and I want to speak this over someone. Yeah. I knew that it was John 15, 9, and, and I want to say this to you, to all of you, it says, this is Jesus speaking to his followers as the father has loved me. So I love you abide in my love. So I, I want someone to try to get this through, let yeah. this sink really deeply in. And Ephesians three tells us that it is beyond anything we could possibly measure, that there's no way to measure the height of it, the depth yeah. of it, the breadth yeah. of it, the length of it, that it's unimaginable, mm -hmm. but that it takes us all together. It's that together with the saints. Mm -hmm. So in other words, we need one another mm -hmm. to remind one another how loved mm -hmm. we are, but that everything begins from a place of your absolute belovedness in the here and now that you're not getting 
you're, you're not trying to bring your body under submission to a certain mm -hmm. way of life in mm -hmm. order to be loved. Mm -hmm. That, that never start with that. You go strictly from the fact that you are so beloved by God, and then you respond to that as you know how, as you walk from season to season in your life, but it has to start there. It has to start with, you're doing nothing for acceptance. You've been accepted in the beloved, Ephesians yeah. chapter one says, yeah. you're already, because Jesus has, has stood in your place. You're already accepted. You're already loved. He's already made yeah. promises over yeah. you. So yeah. I, that is what I would say. And I think that I had to have known that, that that fundamental truth that I was taught in childhood, wow. this would have been the first thing I would have ever heard by way of scripture that God so loved the world. Yeah. That he gave us. So I yeah. think it had to have been that somehow I had it in my head. Yeah. Well, I am loved. I am yeah. loved. Yeah. I am. I am loved. And everything so has kind. to go from there. That's the root of all things. So kind of the Lord to, to give that, that core that we, that we long to be loved. Yes. That we, but yet we're already loved. Yes. And so instead of the pursuit of if I have, then I will be instead of I already am. I already and am. Beth, I think what a powerful combo pack for you is the fact that you, you somewhere in your childhood, you just knew that I'm loved by God and that kept you his, even when you had tumultuous things going on, but then to continue to, he was drawing you towards him to where you wanted to grow in his in the word, because yes. I, I would assume Beth, I think, I mean, I'm sure you're human and struggle with there are moments and days you don't feel as strong as your faith declares to be. There are moments in our humanity, but the word of God has, has saved you. It, yes. it is backed up the belovedness, right? Yes. yes. Tell our listener more yes. about that. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, I've said this to anybody who had listened through the years that mm. it, the son of God saved my soul and the word of God saved my mind. And there, there is, it is no ding, doubt, ding. Come no on. doubt in my mind. And Oof. so, you know, I'd already given my life uh, to Jesus in, a, as a response to that calling when I was 18. And because I didn't know what I was going to do, it was just like, do the next thing, do the next thing, do the right. next thing, just the next right. opportunity you get. Um, just step into it and give it everything you've got in the name of Jesus. So that was, <laughs> that was what I did. But when I was 27 years old, I was substitute teaching a Sunday school class. And uh, by that time, I was already doing a little bit of speaking. I don't know that I would have necessarily called it so much that, but I was already doing what you would call Christian contemporary um, uh, motivational speaking. I, I was just reading it today, how you made your yes. own flowers. Oh, I did. And, and I did. And it, said, I was a, it says <laughs> that Elizabeth Moore is a welcomed addition to the world <laughs> of uh, Christian motivational speakers. And, but I wrote it myself. You welcomed I, yourself. I welcomed my own self. And, you know, I, I think truly it was, I was probably the only one that welcomed me for a number of years. And oh, there are good wow. reasons for that. But I will say this, that <laughs> when I got into a Bible class yes. and I saw, I had never seen anyone that felt about the scriptures like he did. I had all Buddy Walters. Life, Buddy, Buddy Walters. Buddy, Buddy Walters is his name. And he 
what made him different, I'd known lots and lots of people who loved the church and served the church and loved God and served God and loved missions and served in missions. And I knew people devoted to the scriptures and disciplined in the scriptures. But I'm talking about, there was something about this man Mm -hmm. that you knew he would rather study the scriptures than have his a next plate of cheese enchiladas and fried beans <laughs> and rice. I mean, that there was something, this guy, he delighted in it. It mm. wasn't. And by that time, I was already very much in the practice of a discipline of reading a little bit of scripture in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated it so much, but yeah. he was different. It was like, he would just be like, and, and now watch this. And I'm telling you something, God struck such a flame. I, you know, they say some things are taught and some things are caught. caught. And it, this was caught. caught. I literally, and I say this to everybody listening to us today, that I'm telling you, when you see something of the spirit in someone else, if, if not to have the idea of, I want to be like them, but if there is the self-same Holy Spirit yeah. that, that gives us joy and and love and and faith and and goodness and kindness and self-control we get to say i lord i want to i want thirst i want that i want i I don't want to be them but Uh i want yes i want that desire to love you and to know you like that and he has nurtured that okay i Let's see. That was 28? When I was 27. 27. So it has been nearly 40 years. Yes. Is nurtured that love for scripture. Did you notice from that moment you were in your car, lean forward on the steering mm-hmm. wheel? Mm-hmm. I want looking that. Up looking sky, up. Yes. yes. Just in yes. case God couldn't see you through the car. <laughs> I want that. Yes. Did you, was it a shift or, but you, didn't you also do steps? Like, oh, yes. was that, was there yes. an internal shift? You're, like you're, everyone, you're everyone would both. think, oh, from the sky, it fell down you're and now you're doing I'm anointed. Both. Okay. You're doing both. So you're asking, you're asking the Lord. I want to remind you first John chapter five says, anytime we ask within his will, we yes. have what we receive. Yes. So here's what I want to say to you. That's not about the things of this world. Those are about the values of Christ himself. And that mm-hmm. is a love for God, a love mm-hmm. for people, a love mm-hmm. for the scriptures, yes. a love for his church. Um, the uh, opportunity to serve, the opportunity to be of benefit and blessing to others, these kinds of things that are the spiritual um, the spiritual wealth. This is spiritual fruit. So when we say, well, we can look at scripture and go, this is what he wants for us. He wants us, our lives to produce much fruit. Let's take that for an example. John chapter yes. 15. All right, then I can already begin saying, Lord, I come in agreement with you. I want that too. I yeah. want to glorify you. I want to show myself to be Christ's disciple. So I say to you, ca- cause me to bear much fruit. Then what I'm going to do, if this, this is what I've learned to do over time, I would not have known to do it exactly like this at 27, but I know to do it now. Okay. I know we have never done this before, but because we know it's likely that you fast forward on the beginning and maybe you you quit at the end, we wanted to put this announcement in the middle of this amazing interview with Beth Moore. My next book, 
The Body Revelation is available now for pre-order, and it would be such a gift to myself and the ministry for you to pre-order this book. Your pre-orders tell book suppliers around the world that this book matters and the message matters. If you've been with us for a week or for the last 13 years, this book is accumulation of all the things that God has been teaching us here. The book is titled The Body Revelation, Physical and Spiritual Practices to Metabolize Pain, Banish Shame, and Connect to God with Your Whole Self. It's six stages for metabolizing pain. This is what you can now teach yourself in black and white stages that you could also pass on to others, including your children. This matters, and we just wanted to make sure you knew. So thank you. Pre-order the book. You can swipe up in the show notes and also get some amazing pre-order goodies right now and only right now until this book releases. All right, let's get back to the show with Beth Moore. Let's hear more about her story of personal pain and how Jesus saved her soul, but the Word of God saved her mind. And we know that the Word of God is for our bodies too. Peace. So when we say, when we can look at scripture and go, this is what he wants for us. He wants us, our lives to produce much fruit. Let's take that for an example. John chapter yes. 15. All right, then I can already begin saying, Lord, I come in agreement with you. I want that too. I yeah. want to glorify you. I want to show myself to be Christ's disciple. So I say to you, ca- cause me to bear much fruit. Then what I'm going to do, if this, this is what I've learned to do over time, I would not have known to do it exactly like this at 27, but I know to do it now that I begin already thanking him in advance. Like say, for instance, someone says, I want so much to love him more. Well, I promise you that he wants that too. So Mm. you can already begin to say, Lord, I want so much Mm. to love you with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm. So bring it to pass. And then you can Mm. already begin saying, thank you, Lord, for the work you're doing. Thank you. But in the process of that, you were also receiving and embracing that part of the uh, the promise that he's already said, I'm going to give that to you, but walk in agreement with me, Right. walk in it. Right. Do, like say, for instance, if I'm going to say nurture a love in me for the scriptures, which I say on, on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and yet I don't open the scriptures, then you know what doesn't happen. Yes. Right. I mean, where am I? Am I just yeah. waiting for that to drop in by some kind of osmosis? <laughs> yeah, some airdrop. Um, no, I'm going to I'm going to open the scriptures and give yeah. opportunity. Yes. Same as if I'm going to say I, I would want so much to be a blessing to people. Well, when I see someone and they're sitting um, in in a place, whether it's outside at a coffee shop or whatever, and I can see that perhaps that they're weeping, or I can see, or God just presses on my heart that they might be in some kind of need. When I get that, that urgency in the spirit, I've asked him for opportunity. Then I might go, you know, is there anything I can do for you? Is there any way I can pray for you? Then, I mean, he's given the opportunity. So we're walking in cooperation. We're receiving it and openly throwing out our arms for it. Yes. Yes. I think I'm, 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 I want to get to the aerobics part, but I'm so hungry for our people that to hunger for the word. And you have that. I think I really wanted to get to that place of where people understood that you can have that. Uh, Our friend, John Tyson says, God comes where he's wanted. God comes where he's with simple. If you want him, 
He's coming. Yes, yes. But let's back up. Let's back up before that, because he also is the one that initiates. Hey. So I'm still going to tell you that it's not on you wow. to come up with your wanting. It, it still has to come <laughs> from him. Remember that he's the author and finish of our faith. So every so single work of faith is initiated by him. By him. So here's what I want to say to you. If you even think today you know, I think I do want to start praying that. I really want to ask the Lord to nurture in me um, a love of scripture that I'm already going to tell you he, yeah. he put that on you in the first place. That's right. So it's not on you to have to stir up. Oh, that's good. Um, he's already invited you into it. He's welcoming you into it. Yeah, you don't have to okay. be the one who is trying to get him involved in your life. And I, I love knowing that it, you're already wanted mm. so, so much wounding in our lives from the people that have not wanted us mm-hmm. or the people who have wanted, seem to want us and then have abused us and thrown yes. us. Yes. Aside or away. Yes. And I just want to say you're already wanted by God, already pursued by God, already very much desired before you fix a single thing. Hmm. That's Selah. Man, but a difference the church we would be as the body of Christ if that was this real deep understanding that the yes. strength that would come from, from the, the, what Paul would say, I pray that you'd have the, the, the strength with all the saints to comprehend yes, to this. Comprehend. It's beyond our comprehension. So comprehend it, ask for it, but know that he's already initiated it and wanted it for you. Oh, okay. You said prior that you just at 18, you say that prayer and then you take little steps, every yes. step that presented itself. Yes. So let's get to one oh, day, let's do. one let's day do. someone yes. presents to you. Yes. This is in the eighties. What year? Okay. 19? Yes. Okay. So we're right at 1980 and y'all have to remember that this, this is when aerobics is yeah. taking the nation oh by storm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. by storm. so I've just come home from college and I've just gotten married. So I'm in town now whereby, you know, we're, we're with our local church, very involved in it. So the women decide there, well, you need to teach us a class. Well, on what grounds? <laughs> Strictly because, please, please bear with me here. Strictly because I've been in drill team. Now, this is what I just <laughs> Because let me tell you something, they are two very different things. To the ladies at my church, it was like, you know what, you're, it, you're, at least you have drill team. We don't know anyone else here that has had that. You can do it. So they left it to me to go find out where I could get a little bit of training. And so, you know, by this time, I've already surrendered that everything I did would, ministry. That I, I, yes, that I would, Lord, I will pursue it as ministry. So I thought, well, how? How in the world? And so I told them, I said, if, I, if I'm going to do it, I have to figure out how to do this in a way that it is very blatantly ministry. Christ, and, you know, yeah. I, yes. And so that's what, this was the day. So I got to have people that are, are able to imagine something that they didn't live through because so many of our listeners would, some of them might not even know these names, but these were in the days that Michael W. Smith, yes. Stephen Curtis Chapman, yes. Amy Grant, all of these vocalists and these groups. It's kind of contemporary this, Christian artistry was it, taking off. Just a little, it, it was getting going. 
oh, it, they, those things paralleled. It was just, it was the perfect <laughs> marriage, the perfect marriage. So that's what I did. I choreographed, I taught, I, I would end up soon teaching an advanced class and then an intermediary class, you know, just one that was in between, not, not completely beginners, but also yeah. not advanced, um, those classes, several classes of each every single week. And so I choreographed it all to this music. And that's why I'm telling you what I said at the beginning, that it's part of what turned me into a worshiper. worshiper. I'm not, I'm not kidding because we, I, I wish I had a couple of people here with me because I still see them. Do you I still see like, some oh, of your, your class members? That's absolutely. Awesome. And they will say, Beth, I still, I can't tell you how often I, I want to be back in that class. And I'm like, yes, the same. Listen, if it's a great song, I can still choreograph it in my <laughs> Five, mind. Six, seven, eight. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We had such yeah. a good time at what we would do. Because here was my thought. Okay, they need to be so wrapped up in what they're doing and love it so much that they don't realize how hard they're working out. So I would tell them, okay, I need you to sing because if they sang, I knew that they were breathing. Yes, I knew. Yes. Because to yeah. sing, you're still, still having cardio uh-huh. going. Uh-huh. 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 And you have not gotten yourself so worked up that you can't, uh, that you can't, yeah. you'll catch your breath and you're going to yeah. drop on the floor. So we would think, get used to some of these songs and get to where you can sing them out loud. I turn them up nice and loud so we could get lost in it. And I mean, we would, we danced and danced and danced. You. We had the best time. And okay, I've told you one more thing about it. Then you can ask anything you want. We would come to the end of that time and we would sit in a circle. Now we mm-hmm. had women from all over the place because we, by this time I was at the Christian Life Center at First Baptist Church of Houston, which is a mega church. So we're not kidding. When I say this, this, you couldn't have had a 24 hour fitness that was any better at that time than what we had there. Okay. So, and we were cheap. So we were a good yeah. workout. We yeah. were fun and yeah. we were cheap. Yeah. So the opportunity for outreach was through the roof. That's right, Beth. Yeah. Because people wanted, they wanted a good workout. They wanted mm. a place where their children were safe and out yes. and open. The kids were yes. right there with in childcare in the gym, learning how to, to roller skate and play basketball. So Perfect. everything, Perfect. and we just kept the prices really, really low. And let me tell you, we, had a blast, but we would meet at the end of it in a circle. We'd all sit down and we would share prayer requests and mm. then we pray. And I, I'm, I know that I'm going to cause somebody to, to smile and roll her eyes, but roll her eyes. When I say it was like the Lord went, ask me anything. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything. We mm-hmm. would have worshiped. Mm-hmm. So in the advanced class, we mm-hmm. would have worshiped for an hour, our class was an hour and 20 minutes long. And it, I cannot tell you, I'm certainly not suggesting that he gave us everything we asked, but what I am going to tell you is it was uncanny and it was almost, he showed such favor over it that it it's, it's just, it's such a marvelous memory to me, the way he would say to us, you have so given of yourself and so yes. worship me that I delight in you. He, I think that I can honestly say 
not because of anything we could have done on our own, but what he initiated in that class by way of worship, I think he delighted in us. That we brought him our whole because by the right. time we brought him our whole self, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing left out. That's it was right. our soul, it was our physical body, yep. it was our spirit. We were yep. all in. It was all of you. Absolutely. All absolutely. I say this often. So I love to think where you picked up, because I really do feel you opened up a door. Uh, to this. And part of my story is uh, um, I took my first aerobics class in 1985. I was 14 years old. Knocked me off my feet. I I didn't know it was the Lord, but I heard a a voice, like a a sense in my soul coming from a very broken home, laying on the floor of an aerobic room floor, tears coming out my eyes as Tracy Chapman's fast car plays in, in the studio. And I had this sense of whatever that woman just did, you're going to learn to do that. Yes. I'm like, yes. why would I learn to do that? Yes. And I did. I ended up falling in love with fitness. It was a way for me to kind of express myself from some of the, the angst of my brokenness of yes. my home, got all the way into the fitness industry, helping people lose weight, do all the things, but Jesus was nowhere a part of it. I didn't know him. Oh, okay. 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 Then he started wrecking me in my marriage. I needed Jesus, turned to Jesus. He becomes everything to me. I mean, I would be divorced four times over Mm -hmm. a terrible, I mean, my life would be a wreck without, oh, I I would be a wreck, but he saves me and then takes my ability. I can't see fitness the same way anymore. I can't see my clients the same way anymore. And I'm like noticing that this propensity for people to either obsess over their body Mm -hmm. or neglect their Mm -hmm. body. And they, they Mm -hmm. ping pong back and Mm -hmm. forth and pinball. And I just asked the Lord, help me to know what this is, then how can I really help people with this? And that it's not about the weight and it's not about jumping jacks for Jesus, (laughs) but he began to show me more. And that's how Revelation Wellness uh, was birthed. But prior to that, I had a a pastor uh, come up to me and say, you know, that fitness thing you do, there's something there. The Lord wants to use you in in some way there. You, you, there's something there. And I was like, that's cheesy. I will never do that. Whatever that Christian aerobics thing is, I will never do that. And I ended up getting kind of over and over. The Lord would show me visions of people moving their bodies of this unabandoned yes. move. And if Elisa, will you just, just do that? Will you do that? Eventually, because my marriage was so just distraught and I had to choose, do, am I going to want the love of my husband and make it about that? Or will I choose the love of God? And I believe if I choose God, he will also, you know, rectify my husband and my marriage. So I chose God. So I'm giving you kind of the synopsis of it. I love, I love this. I love that yours came after that, but I want to tell you, do you know, are you familiar with that verse? I never heard it talked about until I began to really study First Thessalonians. And when I got into it and read that verse where Paul said to the Thessalonians that he looked forward to finish what was finishing what was lacking in their faith. And it didn't mean, of course, of course they were already in Christ, but what he meant was that mm. that which they had not yet um, known the places that they had not yet yes. uh, walked in and, yes. and seen uh, the revelation of God in, in that area. Yes. It, in so many ways, that's what you're describing, Alisa, yes. because he did that with you where it's so, okay, let's now let's go here because yes. to me, 
to this day, even though it's been years since I've worked in this field, yeah. years, but I still practice it today. Yeah, I absolutely do. When I, yeah. my main time to work on my scripture memory is when I'm walking. Yes. I still, I still I walk out the door and I say to the Lord, thank you. Thank you for this body that you've entrusted to me. Mm -hmm. I ask him, I'm all about asking him, you know, strengthen my joints, strengthen my, strengthen the flow of my, of the blood through my, I am engaging constantly because I knew I had the, the propensity. I knew it was going to be very tempting to me to use fitness as a way to try to find some kind of physical, to control my body in such a way that I could have, um, that I could achieve some kind Mm -hmm. of, to the degree that I was able, some kind of physical to be just like fit. Well, let me tell you, and I I believe, I believe in, in seeking to be healthy, but I'm going to tell you something. If that is your drive, then all in the world, it is just continuing to, to reconfirm in That's our right. minds that we are only what we look like. That's and right. we, we instead of being the totality of spirit, soul, and body, yes. that, that when we integrate all three of those things, that we are giving our personality, our emotional selves, our psychological yes. selves to the Lord, our spirits that he's put in us to enable mm-hmm. us to worship him. And then this physical body, again, mm-hmm. not so that he can perfect it, but so that we can give it to him and, and just say, it's yours. Do, do use, use me, yes. get me in, in me. a state where I can be used by you to your yes. glory so that I yes. can have energy. And I can be awake and alert in you, but it is to me, it, it's so key to see it, him holistically working through us, that That, our whole, as Paul said, our whole spirit, soul, soul and body. body. Mm -hmm. That, that does, I feel like you, you opened a door. And then about, you know, X amount of years later, because I was around 27 years old. So that's in the early 2000s that I said, okay, I think God, you're doing something here. And we've just been going down that road. And it isn't about, we tell all our people, your body gets to be any shape or size, any shape or size it needs to be, wants to be as long as you have the heart God has made for you to have your heart. Exactly. But we, we get to, I'm such a fan of your work. Oh, yes, we are confusing the wellness fitness world. We really are. We're, we're in this no man land of we're a little, we're too much Jesus for the world and for the church. They're still trying to figure this out. Like, yes. what do we do about the body? Because I get it. We're prone to make it about weight or, you know, a strict control or, you know, being weight loss for Jesus, like name of Jesus over that. Everyone gets to be whatever shape or size, exactly. as long as their heart belongs to the Lord. And we often say that the body is for ability, not vanity. It's about ability. Oh, that is it. <laughs> and I, I, I am so thrilled to be having this conversation because I don't get to have it very often, but you do not know how much I amen and amen. Amen and amen. Yeah. I, I had the opportunity this last weekend to uh, speak to a group of women uh, in Washington state. And so yeah. we had 700 women. It was a, it was a sa- sanctuary that literally had 700 seats and we had 700 women in it, but wow. I was, I was in the throes of speaking to them 
And I know no other thing to say except that sometimes when we're serving the Lord, for whatever reason, he lends us just, just a little bit, perhaps, of his affection, or maybe lends us just a little bit of his mm -hmm. sight in how he sees someone. And I looked out at them and I said to them, and it was in a little better context than what I'm about to say to you, because it's going to be abrupt here. But I was like, do you have any idea how beautiful you are? Yeah. That yeah. I, one of the things in, in calling me yeah. to women's ministry, I just never meet a woman I do not think is beautiful. I just want, yes. do you know, do you know mm -hmm. what the Lord thinks of you? Mm -hmm. Do you know how, what a treasure you are to him and to work that everything is out of that, yeah. out of the fact that he has already placed his love on you and his name on you. And you get to just respond to that. Amen. One of the things we did at the end of that conference was that we just brought him our whole self. I just said, yes. you know, whatever state you're in, you know, we're just going to, that's just, we, we, we wrote on these sheets, here I am. And then on the back of it, we described what shape we were in. It was just like, I give you everything. Yes. I give you everything that I am. You yes. just, it's yours. Yes. And in that surrender, there can yeah. be a, an unleashing of very unexpected joy. <laughs> you said in your book on page 157, I can only love a woman who takes herself seriously reading from a Bible while wearing a sweatband. Give me this. Beth Moore. We are those people. <laughs> we give, we give you us. We give you every yes. man, woman who's yes. listening to this podcast, who has had some story about their body, something told over them, something has happened to them in their body. Uh, and in the way, again, your book, you guys get the book because it does talk about the traumas, the traumas that you and your husband have, have lived yes. through. I, I'll say this. I know I could talk to you for a whole nother hour, but I want to honor your time that I knew when I was going through your Bible studies back in the early 2000s, like there's something, I felt like, I think there's something in her marriage that feels a lot like my marriage where I got yes. broke. I married a, another broken man. Oh, yes. I got married, not knowing Jesus. It was in my marriage that I came to Jesus, yes. but I brought my brokenness and he brought his and marriage can be a come to Jesus oh. meeting oh. all its own. Can it? All its own. Absolutely. I would be, it, it, my marriage is what drove me to the marriage table of Christ for sure. hundred yes. percent. Yes. And, uh, so your, your book going through that, I just felt like, okay, anyone who has walked through, you're walking through the trauma of things, not adding up. But yet this community are women and men who are saying all of me, God, you all still get all me. And it's almost like we're, we're approaching from this. I struggle in my body. I'm prone to make it about my body. And in that Jesus goes, okay, give me that. I'll, yes. I'll take that every day, day after day, every because day. we have an accuser of the brethren who is constantly telling you yes. not enough, ugly, fat, yes. old, weak. Yes. Uh, so we're like, okay, let's, let's take that. And how do we turn that and use it for good? So you miss more got something moving in time in, in your little ladies, please say thank you to all your gals who are, you're still friends with. When you sat in those circles, you were praying us in, Oh, I we love are now in the, that. we are in the wake of that. 
And I do agree. I think there's something powerful when we are um, giving him our whole self. I feel like Revelation Wellness is where worship school. We just teach people how to worship. Exactly. I'm going to tell you, I could not be happier to meet you. I am so happy that this is happening, happening. in real time, real time, because even though to, when the Lord called me out of that particular ministry into mm-hmm. writing Bible studies, I want you to know I was broken hearted. <laughs> I loved it so much, anyway, but I still believe so strongly in it. And I believe in just strength. Uh, in I believe in strength training, and I say that spiritually speaking. Yes, ma'am. That I'm asking the Lord to give yes, ma'am. me strength of spirit and to yeah. give me strength of body to put the strength of spirit in. Yeah. So, you just have my <laughs> it, anything I have to give by way of blessing. <laughs> I give you without hesitation, oh, and I so say, good. bless you, bless you, bless you, and may God continue to bless oh. your work and your ministry. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad you're doing it. Thank you. Okay. I can't let you go. I have to do three rapid fire questions. Okay. Do all our friends as they want to know. Uh, Favorite way to move your body, Miss Moore. Favorite way. Well, I love to walk dogs, but I also love rowing. Rowing. Do you have a rowing machine? I do. Okay. I do. And you talk about something that for whatever reason makes you feel strong, like you're yes. pulling against something. I do like that resistance. Yes, that's good. So I, I have to say I'm a rower. Yes. And you know, yes. with the walking and your rowing, it's that rhythmic movement. Yes. It's bilateral yes. stimulation. So when yes. you think about those things, things go in deeper. So I could see the rowing being very total body. And yes, strength. it is. Yeah. That is what I love. It's just yeah, total, yeah. it's total body. Everything's being, everything's used. getting, everything's used. Mm-hmm. Okay. Favorite, uh, workout wear? Like what will you work out in? What's your yoga pants? Absolutely. Positively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And coffee, tea, or kombucha? Oh, I hate to say coffee, but it would be the only true thing. (laughs) I mean, it, it really, it really would. I would want to say kombucha so bad, but that would not be true. true? I do. I do every day take supplements. I do. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that where where your gut your gut health is in good shape then. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, all right, everyone, go get the book. My all my knotted up life, a memoir by Beth Moore. I promise you, you won't be able to put it down. You won't be able to put it down. And Beth, would you please come back again sometime? I would be delighted. Okay. I'm Thank gonna, you so I'm much. You do that. Thank you so much. Friends, we hope this episode blessed you. And if you love it as much as we did, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to swipe up on the show notes. You will find all the links mentioned in the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can leave us an audio message and tell us how this episode sparked something in your heart. We would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Thank you for being here and be sure to connect with us soon in all the places. Peace.